Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. It's me, Haley. Hi. Happy Wednesday. It's time for a mini episode where I tell you a short, scary story from the internet. Uh, a couple things I wanted to touch on. Number one, they sell exacto knives at the Dollar Tree. So if you're a crafty person, that will send you much, save you much money. I'm sure they're very unethically sourced because they only cost a dollar, but uh, they are still exacto knives. And if you're broke, sometimes you got to get you know, Dollar Tree stuff. Uh, so number two, I've been working on some bonus content for you guys, but honestly, it's just not ready yet. I don't want to put it out if it's not perfect. And, uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. This is like a hobby for me. I have a full-time job outside of here. So, uh, thank you for being patient. I so appreciate you. I don't have any more housekeeping to do, so get your X-Acto knives, grab you some water, take a hit of your bong if you have it, and uh, let's get fucking scared. Okay. The first story is from the anonymous Paranormal Board of 4chan. This person says, I have a story I like to call Murder Bus TM when telling my friends, but probably it doesn't deserve such a dramatic name. My girlfriend and I are out one night just driving home. We're stuck at a stoplight and two other vehicles also pull up. One is a normal looking Holden projecting only the slightest of malevolent bogan energy. And the other is the murder bus, which at first we figured was just a weird looking party bus. We looked at it closely because it was weird and we were stuck at the stoplight for fucking forever in spite of no traffic. Fucking Perth, Australia. That's right. Hey, mate. How are you? Uh, it has completely blacked out windows, which is normal for a party bus, yet it also has short strips of black tape all over it. Some are hanging off loosely. There's a simple white paint job under the tape, though it's rusted and flaking off in certain spots. I have my window down because it kept fogging up and the rental would survive a little sprinkle of rain. It dawns on me all of a sudden that the bus is completely silent. No music, no people talking, or any of the telltale signs of a good time. It's completely still. No motion at all. It's clear to me that there are no passengers. I figure it must be empty. Maybe it's on its way back from a gig. Then I hear a set of loud, pained screams coming from within the bus. The kind that you instinctually know is from distress. My girlfriend and I stop discussing this shady bus and keep our eyes front, fixed on the stoplight as the silence falls back in. We were feeling watched for the remaining ten seconds it takes for the light to turn green. The other car floors it, not wanting to get on the shit list of the mobile party ice den. A few minutes pass and I let out an awkward chuckle. That was pretty weird, wasn't it, honey? And she's like, 
that was oh my god it's following us isn't it after we calm down we decide the ideal plan is to pull into the nearby nandos and pass some time in a populated place 20 minutes of cheeky fear nandos later we get back out to the car and we fucking see it murder bus drives past the entrance of the shopping center We pile into the car and head home, knowing it takes just a few minutes to do a full circle of the shopping center. We never see it again after that, and sometimes feel it was just us being paranoid babies. I'm glad we weren't followed home, though. That thing did give off a really bad fucking vibe. I ask about it to most of my more outgoing, like, man-whore-raver friends. Most of them say they've never heard or seen a bus like that before and reassure me that what I had described was indeed a weird encounter. One of my friends thinks it was some kind of art project, which could have been pretty funny in hindsight, and I could imagine some jackass thinking it would be a good idea. I'm fully aware, though, that this was probably just some weird hobo or DIY disaster, but it still unsettles me, thinking about the fact that it was possibly circling the shops we pulled into for nearly an hour. Okay, so, uh, quick aside, if it were me getting followed, and I knew for sure that that was a car definitely following me, I don't think I would go to, like, a restaurant, right? Because what if they just, like, slit your tires? Oh, my God. And then what are you going to do, right? So I would probably just drive straight to the police station. I doubt you'd even have to go in at that point. <laughs> like, they'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to... I mean, I'm sure Murder Bus isn't trying to drive up to the police station. So I don't know. That's just what I would do. But that's a fucking creepy story. Uh, DIY disaster is fucking right. Okay, another user posted, another anonymous user posted, I posted this once or twice before, I'm typing it up again since I'm a dipshit who doesn't save. Like, screenshot. Whatever. In 2008, I was a 17-year-old junior in central Pennsylvania. I was a good kid, I didn't do anything exciting, I had a pretty boring life, just school and video games. I decided to get in some stupid teen shit while I still probably won't be charged as an adult. Urban exploration sounds really cool. Asylums appeal to me. They look coolest and creepiest in urban decay and less chance of homeless people. I start doing research on what's in my state, and I find the Pennhurst Asylum. It's shut down for inhumane conditions, some instances of staff basically torturing the residents. Supposedly really, really fucking haunted by some very pissed off spirits. Even the on-site guards don't stay after dark. As the white kid in this horror movie, this obviously appeals to me. Further research, on page 8 or so of Google, I find a photographer's website detailing his own visit. Oh, hold up. Coffee sip. So amazing. Okay. He specifies the route throughout the forest he took to get there. He mentions the guards and why he shouldn't drive up like a dumbass. He gives some neat facts about the different buildings told to him by weird-ass goth twins who gave him a tour. The whole thing hinged on one thing. They refused to be there after dark. They said the spirits got way too active after dark. He agrees, and they leave as the sun is going down. He claims to have seen floating lights and a face in the window as he left. I am a 17-year-old, firm atheist, and the white protagonist of a horror movie, so I disregard. 
None of my friends want to deal with the drive time or committing criminal trespass, so I go alone. I pack some water, some sandwiches, a flashlight, and my mom's really nice camera. I take the car and I tell my mom I'm heading to a friend's house and I drive the one and a half hours to get to the pull-off the photographer described. I hike about a mile total on a hiking trail and then through the woods to get there and I arrive around three o'clock. I wait in some foliage. I let the guards pass. I get into the building. Cue the Mission Impossible theme. I'm careful not to use the flashlight so I don't alert anyone like a dumbass. I sneak through the buildings, taking pictures, having a great time. I spend a couple hours exploring, I take a break for dinner, and I notice that the sun is starting to set. I decide to stay longer. I get into the Mayflower building. I notice the sun setting. I watch the guards leave from the windows. I'm finally free to use my flashlight. I'm still taking pictures, investigating, enjoying myself. It's well after dark at this point. I'm hearing things, but I chalk it up to animals and old building noises. It's really breezy, but it's pretty sporadic. I'm like, easy, you know, there's broken windows all over. In what probably used to be a meeting room, lots of file cabinets, giant oval table in the center, chairs scattered around or broken. I'm looking through some scattered papers for shits and giggles when I'm overcome by a feeling that something's not right. Every fucking hair on my body stands up straight. I'm half crouched, ears straining. I don't want to move. I'm just listening for something. Then, the table. The fucking table collides with the back of my head. If you could picture the window shutdown sound here, it would be perfect. I wake up on the floor. The wind is blowing hard. There's papers scattering. The table is on its side next to me. The camera is shattered in front of me. There's drops of blood all around me. I scramble to my feet and I sprint out of the building in blind fear, sprinting back along the dark country roads. I'm pretty sure I didn't stop sprinting until I got back to my car. I rested for a while until my legs stopped being jelly and I realized that the back of my head was bleeding. I drive home and I make up bullshit about dropping my mom's camera down the mountainside while hiking. I tell my friends what happened on Monday at lunch, but no one believes me. They figure the wounds from hitting my head on a doorway or something. One kid quietly believes me, but the majority write me off as a bullshitter. But wait, there's more. Six years later, in 2014, my friends and I all hit a haunted house each Halloween season. We have fun, we goof around, we have a honestly a great time. One of them notices that Penhurst got bought and turned into a haunted attraction. They remember my story and they want to go see the place. I'm nervous, but I figure with a bunch of people around, I should be fine. We go. We go through their rides. It's pretty standard haunted house shit, but it's enjoyable. The place is mostly the same as I remember. A few places are roped off for safety, but I recognize some of the doors that I snuck through. We're the assholes laughing at the rides. Actors were so sick of us and very tired of our shit. We go through the three big themed ones and we come to the one that they're most proud of. A self-guided tour through the Mayflower building. Who knows, you might even see a ghost. I'm like, haha, 
I'm in danger, like the Ralph from The Simpsons meme. (laughs) Still, something like 15 people go through at once with staff to watch for vandals. How bad could it really be? I go through, it's only the first floor, and the stairs up and down are gated off. I ask the staff why it's only the first floor, and the guy says he's not entirely sure, but management had them gated off. I finish going through the first floor. The group is suitably impressed. I leave to go get some funnel cake at the stands. I turn around and look back at the building. I get an idea of why the staff may have gated off the second floor. I see a face in the second floor window. Stark white. Predatory look in its eyes. Massive grin staring right at me. His look seemed to say, Oh, I remember you, motherfucker. I was terrified. I was staring at that unblinking face for what felt like minutes. My friend, the one I mentioned earlier, who believed my story, he came over and he shook me and, like, snapped me out of it. Apparently they'd gone, eaten, realized I wasn't with them, and come back in that time. My friend sees my expression and how pale I'd gotten, and he takes the hint and convinces everyone it's time to go. We leave and never go back. I still urban explore asylums, but I've never had anything that bad happen to me again. A bylum. Okay, that's how I feel. Uh, bye. No, not happening. Not going in there. I think you're fucking crazy. I'm not even going in there for like Halloween fun. Like, no. I I don't really fuck with haunted shit. That's like one of the rules for survival in this household, in this podcast, in this world. Okay, that's really how I feel. Don't fuck with shit that might like follow you home or whatever. Another story from Pennsylvania, you guys. If you don't know, that's where I'm from. I didn't pick these stories out on purpose, but it seems there's a lot of creepy shit that goes on in northeastern or Pennsylvania. This anonymous poster said, When I was in high school, it was winter in northeastern Pennsylvania. It's like 2 a.m. and I'm smoking weed before bed. I'm betting there will be no school tomorrow because of the snowstorm. I'm blowing weed smoke out of my bedroom window. I look down in the yard, and I see a dark figure pacing around. I duck down. The lights are off in my room, so whoever it is couldn't see me very easily. I peer over the windowsill, watching him. And I watch him for about 10 or 15 minutes. He just paces around aimlessly in my front yard. Finally, he walks out into the street. He walks away. I can't see him anymore in the darkness and the falling snow. He goes down the street toward the dead end. I'm creeped out, but I go to bed. The next day, I still have school despite the snowstorm, so like, fuck. (laughs) I'm groggy as shit leaving the house walking to the bus stop. I remember the weird dude. I look at the front yard from the street. There's no footprints. It hadn't snowed enough to cover up his footprints totally. It's kind of weak, but it really happened to me, and it's one of the only bizarre paranormal things that's ever gone on in my life. Uh, (laughs) some would be (laughs) frozen with fear. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'll leave. Um, wonderful. Another anonymous user posted, In 2011, I was 11 years old. I lived with my mom, my gran, and my grandpa. 
My mom is working. My grand and grandpa are home, but they argue all the time. They get into a big fight, and I'm just trying to play some video games after school. They start shouting over the volume of my headphones, and the people I'm playing with can hear it too. I say, fuck this shit, and I go outside. It's just after dark, and I sit on the front porch listening to music out of one earphone. The other ear is free. I hear what sounds like someone shouting my name from off in the distance. Anon. I listen. Anon. I'm spooked a bit, and I take out my earphone, and I hear the loudest blood-curdling scream fucking ever, and it sounded like it was right in front of me. I start crying. I nope the fuck out, and I run inside. My grandparents stop arguing and come to see if I'm okay. I told them what happened and why I went outside, and they stopped arguing so much after that. My paranormal experience made my household less angry. It was a really creepy one this time. I, um, thanks, I hate it. I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, like I said, it's this is a hobby. It's a labor of love. If you have a scary story, please email it to me at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on social media. Honestly, I'm doing my best to keep up with it, but sometimes I fucking don't. So sorry, but you're more than welcome to come hang out with us, come interact with us. It's super motivating, and I fucking love you guys, so it means the world to me. Hope you're feeling strong. Hope you're feeling brave. Hope I scared you a little bit, and I hope you don't forget to drink water. And I'll see you on Sunday for a new episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.